boom, 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 boom. Between you and I, with a hint of sarcasm and no wow. filter, two friends open up about following their heart, breaking bad habits, and share advice on what they've learned along the way. This is Between You and I Podcast. Between you and I. Whoop, whoop. Hi, guys. Welcome. Season finale of Between You and I. How you doing, Court? Here she go again with the singing. I can't, guys. It's the season finale. Yikes. How do you feel about that, Court? Wow. Um, What a blessing. What a blessing to say that we have a season of anything. (laughs) (laughs) No, to say that we have a season of anything is is just wild. And it goes to show... You put your mind to something, you do a little bit every day, and you turn around like, wait. Yeah, every time you get better. Like, never be afraid to pursue new things. You know, every day, it gets better. It's supposed to. (laughs) No, in in all seriousness, it, it really is a blessing to sit here and say that we have come and produced 10 episodes and then to, of course, the family that we created with this pod. Right. We have so many followers and listeners. I, I don't even like saying followers. We have listeners. We have tribe members who support us. Yeah. And that includes you, whether you're new, whether you have been listening to us, or whether you're just stopping in to hear one episode. We thank you. Yes, guys. We're thankful. For you, thank you for coming along on this ride. There's yeah. so much, much more. Wait on it, so much more. Um, so, what are we talking about today? Well, today we have, what are we doing? We have a surprise Ooh. for the final episode of season one. Can you guess? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's probably like, okay, I'm listening. What surprise can you give me? Right. Well, we can give you some guests. Right? Right. <laughs> so for yeah. our season finale, and you know, this is something we've been definitely questioned about for a while from a lot of our listeners saying, when are you going to have guests? When are you going to have guests? Well, today... Today, Tribe, today we have special, special guests. Yeah, they'll be joining us today. Today we're going to speak about what challenges are men facing in today's society and how can women help. So because we don't just pull men off the street, (laughs) (laughs) we decided to bring our companions on the show. So before we begin, let us formally introduce I have my loving and adoring partner and husband Fitzgerald Alexand. Oh, wepa. <laughs> say hi my love. Hey, um how you guys doing? Finally someone get to say my name the correct way. <laughs> I'm sorry, what's the correct name to say his name? So it's Fitzgerald Alexand. How have 
I've been saying it all this time. You only call me Fritz Zero when you're mad or you want to be serious. <laughs> I, I am glad that you noted that. <laughs> yeah, but you know, in the state, um, people call me Fritz because they always assume that the Zero is my nickname, but it's Fritz Zero. So I have never called you Zero. With, no, no, yeah, I know, I know. You never did. But, it's a um, whack nickname. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm used to it now. So okay. when people ask me for my name, I just say Fritz. You know, I just don't want to go through the... Um, Through the hoops, I get it. Yeah, get explaining it. them, you know. So. And for those that did pick up the loving and sexy accent, my partner is from Haiti. Haiti? Yeah, Paul plus Haiti. And um, yes, welcome, my love. Thank you for participating in our season finale. And I, along with our listeners, can't wait to hear your perspective. Okay. Last but not least, you we have my. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> Usually you let the least. intro know. <laughs> we have Mr. Martelli here. Hello, hello. Woo-hoo. What's up? Thank you, babe, for joining us today and for always supporting us. Thank you for having me. We appreciate you. Today I'm on the mic and I'm not the engineer. Okay. Woo! How I'm does jo- that feel? Feels like I got a promotion. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just a brief, a brief thing. So Martelli is a long friend of mine. I remember asking him the question when we met. Um, we used to work together. So Martelli is the name of our ex-president in Haiti. <laughs> <laughs> so when he said he was Martelli, I'm like, oh, what up? You Martelli? Your name is Martelli. I'm like, yeah, he gotta be Haitian. <laughs> so I guess you're that, cause yeah, he's Haitian and uh, he's Haitian and Ecuadorian and yeah. uh, American. So Martelli has like three flag over his head right now, and he's Dominican too by association. You know, by love too. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So guys. Thank you. Thank you again for joining us today. We're so happy to have you guys. It's the season finale of Between You and I, and we're wrapping up, and today we're going to talk about men issues. Yeah, this is just so everyone tuning in is aware. Yes, we are two women that come together that speak about our perception and our take on a lot of issues that we all come across in our day-to-day, but most often, too, we fail to recognize that our counterparts, our colleagues, our companions, our men are also going through this. Our sons, our our, brothers, they are also going through this as well. And if we can not only show support off the mic, we can show support while we are recording. So Absolutely. Um, And just as it's no longer acceptable, right, to piggy bank of you to educationally and economically, and politically restrict women, it is no longer acceptable to disregard men's issues. Because I believe that we live in a society that they portray men as we have to be, you know, tough, we have to look out for for our family, we have to provide. But yeah. nobody really, you know, nobody really be like, hey, how you really feel? But I understand too, is like Naturally, as men, we do not like to talk about our feeling all the time. And plus, mm-hmm. add on to the way that the society has made it, as make the world see us, we we just like, like sometimes we just hide our feelings. 
men express their feeling too much they being seen as you know the too p girly. word you know they call you the p word you know so you people, can say it they, call, you know, they call you either they call you a pussy. punk a punk or a pussy yeah so you know at the same time although we do want people to understand that we are feeling and then we want to express our feeling but at the same time we don't want to be expressing our feeling all the time because personally I do want to express my feeling but sometimes I'd rather work on certain stuff think twice and if I come up with a solution whatever I'm going through then that's why I express it to my wife and to any other friends okay so before we move forward um, I'd like to get your definition of what a man is you uh, yeah I thought about that and that I guess that's a question that I've always thought of uh, in different periods of my life from childhood right you see your dad and your dad is like a hero one could argue is like your god mm-hmm. you know um, and then other male figures as well that includes uncles even family friends that are significantly older than you and a lot of what you see is a man as a provider a man has a stable job a man holds down the house a man is providing security physically emotionally mentally and i find that it's a lot that is put on a man and it seems like it's more of a drain than anything else because it doesn't really follow it never gets followed up with what gets provided to the man it's always what can the man provide is it more physical for you like the things that i heard you describing such as being a caregiver you know maintaining the household being a provider being a protector Those are all things that come with physical actions. And as you also stated, you see all of that and it's like, wow, that looks draining. That looks exhausting. And, you know, it looks like it's a lot of physical work versus the emotional support that you are probably equally looking for. So do you find that? Yeah, well, it's not just physical, right? Because it is also mental and emotional. Everything that I have said, right, about what a man what we've seen, right, or what is, it, what is expected of a man. When you're with your partner, and then your partner is expecting financial security from you, your partner is expecting physical security from you, your partner is expecting from you to have their back. You're not only providing these physical things, you're also providing them with a sense of self-worth, your partner, right? Mm-hmm. You're providing your partner with a sense of uh, security emotionally, mentally. So you're not just giving, as a man, you know, material things. All those material things also help to provide things that are unseen for your partner, right? And then when you couple all that in, it's never followed up with what is then provided for the man. Back to the um, definition of a man, I can't really give you a, a real definition of what's a man because a little boy can get the definition of a man based on on the man that's present in his life. For example, I don't have any kids yet. When I have a kid, when I have kids, if ever I'm blessed to have a son, my son will get a definition of a man based off the way I act with him, the way I move towards, the way I, I, I show him that I love him, the way I take of him, take care of my family. But myself, I can't really give you that example because I didn't know my dad. My dad been missing for over 25 years, right? So what the definition of a man that I have is what I've experienced through life, what the society really throw at me. And I I just have to, you know, fit in and do the same stuff that I see other men do, which means provide for your family, not being too sensitive, not being too emotional, and 
you know, I I just want to give Martelli the the mic right now to tell. <laughs> <laughs> but but what I do have a question in relation to that. Um, I do, you know, am, I am definitely sensitive to, you know, you being a man that did not have a male presence in your in your life um, until you know recently. But with that being said, did it ever give you? an opportunity or do you feel that you have an opportunity to define what your definition of being a man is right, versus what you've seen? Of course you, you have to observe, you have to pick up what you align with, but based off of what you have done thus far, what is your definition of who you are as a man? Like what defines a man for you? Well, I think that the absence of a dad in my life, yeah, it used to affect me, but now it affects me more because I'm at an age where I would definitely need advice for someone that's another man that's older than me that been to the stuff that I, I I am dealing with right now. Mm-hmm. But right now, I I'm still that's trying okay. to figure still myself to figure out. out. Yeah, yeah. That's fine, man. I, that's figure, I still that's I honestly honest. still Thank you for trying being to honest. yeah yeah I am I honestly believe He's a good anything. man, y'all. Yeah, I'm just that's the Haitian <laughs> sensation you get right there. <laughs> Tell him our secrets. <laughs> no. Oh my so, God! No, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Kisha, you see, I'm looking at you right now. You know what's going on. <laughs> so, um, I think okay. So, I honestly believe that a man should provide for your family, protect your family. If you have kids, you know, be be a role model. Don't do certain things that could potentially make your kids follow. Your kids will always follow your steps. Your kids are a reflection of yourself. They taking example, examples from the stuff that you do, the way that you move towards life. Certain sometimes kids, they do, sometimes they don't. Yeah, but, but, <laughs> but certain kids, but, but guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Your kids will always follow you no matter what. Even if they hate you or love you, they will, they will follow. They will always do something that relates to you. For example, if you're, if you're a doctor and you never have time to spend time with your, your kids, if this really affect you, they would make the they would do the opposite of what you're doing in life. They would never be a doctor. But at the same time, if your job allow you to spend time with them, to take them on vacation, and to make you create a bond with them, they would exactly would like to do the same thing that you you doing in life. So some way somehow your behavior affect but your your kids. Yeah, it, it has a big kids. impact. Yeah, I agree. You know how when you're a kid, your parents tell you something, mm-hmm. and then you're like, yeah, 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 and then it isn't until you grow the fuck up that like, you're oh, like, shit, oh, they shit, they were right. He was onto something. <laughs> <laughs> like, Damn. Yes. Like, he, he knew something I didn't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't see it. So when I was a kid, my dad told me that um, part of being a man is making decisions in your life, but then being able to live with the decisions that you made. Mm-hmm. And... For me, that didn't really hit until I grew up, got a lot older, Mm -hmm. and I realized that that's absolutely right. That more so than being a provider, right, what society tells you a man should be, I think more importantly, it's you making conscious decisions and being okay with the decisions that you make. Yes. And And having to live by it. At the end of the day, it's just you. I mean, yes, you, if, if in the event that you do have a family and you have kids, 
then obviously the kids come first. However, I love that. in that regard, I mm-hmm. think that being a man is making decisions and being able to live with that decision. I love that. I love that point of view specifically because it strips away the idea of being a man or being a woman and just saying I'm a person mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I am a human being having an experience and no matter what they this or where I am states where I should be it's solely based off of the decisions I make for myself that's paramount definitely ties into our next question which is what are some real issues that men are facing that you believe are being ignored by society keep it keep in mind hear that out not issues that are being blatantly publicized, that are being received and, and believed by men across the world, but literally what are some real issues that men are facing that are being ignored by society? I have a pro- I have like a perfect example. Double double standard. We men are victim of a lot of double standard and I'm coming coming from uh and Martelly can relate coming from someone that worked in the hospitality restaurant industry for three plus years, I can really relate that. No, I can relate because we, as men, sometimes certain things happen to us certain people say certain things to us and, you know, I just can't help it. I just laugh. But at the same time, if I was in, in the skin of someone else, if I was a woman, it would have been a different situation. Uh, which bring me to what the society call sexual harassment for us men is just something, mm-hmm. you know, that we just have to live by. We just okay with it, you know. Mm-hmm. I've like the definition of the way that that women de- define and the way that the society define sexual harassment. I've been sexual harassed, but because I'm a man, I just you know, I just like I just laugh it off. I, it's just. You know, I've had women touching me. I believe that there's so many things that women are allowed to do in the society, especially in the American society, that men are not allowed Why to do. Why do you think men don't report these things? Because we... Because, because if we laughed at. So, whatever my opinions are, whatever my thoughts may be, are completely disregarded or aren't <laughs> taken as seriously. So, when it comes to domestic violence... Women experience domestic violence, but it's reported more often than men are than, than men report it, right? Men that men that go through domestic violence are either laughed at when it's reported, it's seen as oh then you're a pussy, mm-hmm. or yeah they're you afraid know, of being mobbed. Yeah, or what happens is that because of the notion that men are you know bigger, they're stronger. There's no way that a woman could ever physically abuse or emotionally abuse a man. Did you know that women have more resources for domestic abuse? than men do. Did you know that until recently, there has only been one facility in the entire US that helped house men dealing with domestic abuse? Mm. Do you have and the that, information and it, for and that? It, yeah, and, it was, and the, the, the facility is in Arkansas. Mm. Mm. In Arkansas, in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> so, it's, and only until recently, they've opened facilities and shelters for men who deal with physical abuse. However, a majority of the men that are dealing with, that are in these facilities are gay men. So still, the numbers don't match the men who are dealing with it who are in heterosexual relationships, you know, men uh, with women, you know? And then sometimes, the, you know, when the man reports it, it's just like, oh, no, she couldn't possibly do that. Yes, yes. When that's, never that, when that's not the case yes. at all. 
I agree. And I have a prime example. So if ever you guys have seen this movie starring Michael Douglas and Demi Moore, it's a movie that came out in, in 1994. So the movie is called Disclosure. Michael Douglas was a senior executive at the Cutting Edge Technology Corporation, and Demi Moore was his boss. And she just got hired, and she had a crush on him. And she wanted to have sex with him. But one one day they had a meeting, and I don't remember the entire story, but she forced herself on, on Michael Douglas. Did he stop her? Yes, he I've did. Seen that. I've yes, seen this movie. Yes, they took the, the entire case in court, and they had a recording of the entire scene where she was trying to force herself on him. And he literally said that, no, 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 I'm married. No, 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 I'm married 10 to 15 times. It goes to show, at the same time, if they were playing a record of a sexual harassment act in a court, if it was a woman that was being harassed once, twice, the woman would say, no, I'm married, I don't want to have sex with you, that would be it. The court, the jury would be, yes, that is a case of sexual harassment. The man is wrong. But the man... The man was actually now was he was the victim, but it goes to show like like men we've seen as like oh if a woman you can't you can't really as a man you can't really say oh I'm victim of do domestic you, so, violence. Do you so agree basically, though, that it has something to do with these cases not being reported. It's not really we don't really know of many cases. Yes, he has to do something has to do with it, but at the same time. He has to do. Uh, he has a lot to do with the way that the society portrait men. Yeah, I think I also just to chime in. I would say that the umbrella of this issue is, as you mentioned, a double standard, right? Um, and under that umbrella falls a lot of different categories in which state how uh, the male is not supported as much as the female were to be whether it's sexual harassment, whether it's physical um, capabilities, whether it's just the belief around, you know, the female versus the male perspective, and it's highly unfortunate. And you're right, it is based off of the way society not only has introduced these ideas to us, but how it's being marketed, how it's being... Uh, portrayed you can see it in the shows that we you know Mm -hmm. see you can see it in the commercials you can see it in fitness advertisements like it's definitely a formula there is a specific formula that goes against saying like men have an exterior that is stronger more and more powerful than a woman and if it happens to include both parties the female should be or the feminine presence should be taken more delicately mm-hmm. than the male and that's not fair yeah, yeah um example real quick i remember um year 2019 i was very focused being in the gym four or five days a week you know i was being you know looking good bulk and everything so i used to work you know, working in a restaurant, I used to have, like, women coming and be, like, touching my, my chest, touching my arms, like, oh, you work out? And at the same time, it's like, I found myself, like, it didn't really bother me at the moment. And then afterwards, I, I thought about it. I'm like, 
would it be the same reaction if I saw a woman that was very fit and Absolutely I tortured her? No, not. I would never be. I would never. I would even never dare to even either say something or even touch her. Mm-hmm. If I touch her, that would be sexual rest. Mm-hmm. I have like this is literally like it's the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so no, it's like, like it's definitely a double standard. Yeah, it is yeah. a double standard. So yeah. so sometimes we we know we have to swallow all these things, and, you know, and at the same time we are the one that has to provide. Why, why swallow it though? When when do you start drawing the Because line? When do you start drawing the line and say, "Hey, I'm not okay with this." Okay, so what's Don't touch me or please don't. Is there is there mm-hmm. a structure? Is there something no, 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 organization? But, but you, you, you can't you can't politely tell someone not to touch you. I was say, there, have there you absolutely nothing wrong with doing absolutely. that? Have absolutely. you have you done that? Like anytime you have felt that your in physical environment has been disrespected, have you vocalized like, "I'm sorry"? Please, there's no need for you to put your hands. Oh yeah, I've me. done it. I've done it. I've done okay. it a couple of times, and at the same time, I remember one time there was two ladies. They were kind of older, and one of them was like, "Oh my God, you're so handsome." I remember one of them asked me, "Oh, if I ask you to do something, would you be able to? Would you be okay to do it?" I'm like, oh, "I'm not gonna ask, say yes." What did she ask? She asked do? me to take a picture of. I mean, she wanted to take a picture of me, What? which I found very weird. I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't think no, that's not. I I don't think. So uh-uh. what, what did you what did you say to her? No, I told her no. This is no, I'm not okay with that. What did she say? She got quiet. Yeah, she you know she got really quiet. You know, and I I remember telling really Courtney. Like I would I I I remember telling my wife, and you know, like it's very you know sometimes it can be creepy. <laughs> the stuff that we went no, through. No, I definitely agree that no. there are a lot of things that women get away with that men can't. Oh yeah. To your point, the double standard. And we can also sympathize. I mean, this is this show. This episode is about you all, but we as women can sympathize with feeling disrespected. Like there, I work in a male-dominated industry. And some guys just don't understand boundaries. You know, they see your necklace, they're like, "Oh, that's cute," and they reach out, and you're like, "What the fuck are you doing? Don't." No, I, I, I agree. I agree. You should. You know, you and it's also it's difficult because you want to remain a, a level of a professionalism and and you know respect, but at the same time, you got to let some people know. Yeah, there's one, a boundary that exists. One one quick Absolutely. example. I don't I don't drive. I live in in the Bronx. It's New York City. Even sometimes it's hard. Even if you can't afford a car, you you don't want to have a car because it's a pain to find a parking all these tickets. So I I take the train, and you know like if you when as a man, as a man you sitting in the train and it's a if a woman. Get in the training, then you don't get up to give them the seat. You being look out like if you asshole, mm. like you have to give your seat. Like nobody will really oh, care. I, I never feel that way. Nobody. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna be honest like, with you. I'm no, gonna be honest. Nobody with you. Uh, to say like nobody really care about like oh. What did you do this morning? Did you just came from work? Are you a construction worker? Nobody really cares. Did you, really have, back did you do have back surgery? Yeah. There's like, only one nobody time, really. There, there's only a specific time when I feel that way, and it's when I see a pregnant woman. Or a very and, old and, woman. And there's like the entire mm-hmm. seat is filled with men. And mm-hmm. I'm like, but, does no one see her big belly but that I gotta, she is pregnant? That is the only time when I feel, hey, One of you guys should give up your seat. But I gotta, I gotta tell you honestly, I've experienced so many times that pregnant women 
literally like two weeks ago, young girl, she looked between 22 or 25 years old. She was pregnant. And literally, I was standing. All the dudes were standing. It was women that were sitting in the train. All of them ignore her. You know why? Because they were expecting another a man. If there was a man that was sitting there, they would expect the man to get up. Then it shouldn't matter whether it's a man or a woman sitting down. Mm -hmm. If there is a pregnant woman who is there and you can see that she's struggling, I agree. it does not matter. Your first thought should not be, why isn't this man getting up? It should be, right. no one's getting up. Let me do the right thing Absolutely. and get up. Okay. I but definitely agree. That should be the, that but, should be the mentality. But there's always, there's the always mentality. expectation that the man has to be the one of to course. get up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. we, because the society dictated, or mm -hmm. we, we are the 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 one that take it, we can take it all. We, we can, we know we're strong enough to stay in the train standing on our feet or with a book bag. We can stand in the train for like fifteen stops. We 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 are men. We strong enough. You so know? this this definitely again, I'm I'm happy and I'm excited to hear this discussion because it just keeps flowing into what we wanted to bring up which is stereotypical portrayals of men mm -hmm. you know and as i mentioned earlier which i have a problem with right i have a very big problem I, with that i really it, because well may i yes please please because um the one thing i find pretty often in media film uh news everywhere is that men are portrayed as predators Mm -hmm. Yes, I that agree. That's a big problem. Definitely I, and agree. I, and, it's, and, it's, and they mm -hmm. portray all men as predators. And let's be very the clear. Let's be let's be very Obviously. clear mm -hmm. that we can only speak from the presence of being in America. We do not know how this this portrayal is conveyed in other societies that have been, you know, created on their own. But with where we are now today, where we live in America. Absolutely. And then that spills over into certain laws and regulations that, um, you know, dictate what men can and cannot do. For instance, a man is not allowed to sit next to any children on an airport at all, ever. Men oh. are not, men I are not. I did part. not know that. No, no, no. On an airplane, men are not allowed to sit next to children. I that did are flying not alone. know that. Children that are flying by themselves are not allowed to sit next to children. I did not know that because we, we like, what? If we next to we, we are seen as pedophile, then so yeah. The the other thing then is that men are not allowed to be in a public park without a child themselves. So I'm not allowed to be in a park. Let's say walk through. What if sit what if, if wait sit yeah sit at a park bench? I'm gonna, if there, I'm gonna if, challenge if, if there, that though, if, babe. Wait, 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 hold on. If there are children present, imagine. Uh, and here's the thing. I say I'm not expecting that. All, I'm I'm not saying that all men want to be in a park that are filled with children. That's not what I'm implying at all. However. To the man who is a creative, to mm -hmm. the man who is a writer, to the mm -hmm. man who is an artist, to the man not going right? through some shit in yeah, yeah, his okay. life, or, or to the man, or to the man mm -hmm. who just needs a breather mm -hmm. and wants to sit in a park, a public park at that, mm -hmm. and there's a park bench. I cannot do that because there are children there who are that who are also being chaperoned by other adults, unless I myself have a child present with me. So what is the consequence? I did not know this. Like I, I'm sitting here just like whoa, did not know that. What are the consequences if you were to do that? Because I'm sure there are several oh, it's a men fine. It's a fine. out here that don't know. You get a ticket? Or you can get arrested, yes. Are you serious? I don't know about arrested. Yes, you can get arrested. Y you're getting arrested, arrested under what grounds? It's against the law. You're breaking the law for being in the park. You can get arrested for being in the park. Without a, Without child. a child. Correct. Wow. Without a child. Correct, if you are a man, yes. 
that's happened to Danny several times where he where the cops told him you need to leave. Wow. You can't be here. And Danny is a prime example of one of those. Danny's a, one of my best friends, and he is a creative. He's a um, videographer. He also does um, film scoring. You need like nature. That. You need and nature. So a lot of times he takes walks in the park to clear his head to find some sort of inspiration, and that's something that he cannot do unless you know uh, unless there are no children in the park mm-hmm. or he has a child. Himself. So is it specific? I'm just. I, I'm sorry. I'm just like I'm gonna do my own outside research on this. But it's like, is it the man that's sitting at the bench across from the sandbox? Or is it just a man in general? Because, like, in general, if you're walking through the park, I don't think no, I don't, I don't think it's, like you're it's not, the park. It is not if you're walking through it's the park. It's if you're around a group of children. Right. You are, is you're this, sitting you across sitting the, the, the playground. Yeah, and okay. They're, and they're, yeah. Okay. But no, it's Looking like, predatory. Wait, 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 wait. No, it's not. See, that's no, the thing. That's, that's not fair to say you that. You don't have to be a look. What is the look of a predator? You know what I'm saying? What, why does it like? Is it because I'm a certain skin color? Is it because I have a certain scowl on my face? Perhaps is it because I have facial hair that that is the look of a predator? How can you say? How can you I, say? I that? am gonna challenge that. I'm a mom, and I understand that all men are not predators. Mm-hmm. I know that, right? I have men who are my friends, right? Mm-hmm. I have a son. Mm-hmm. I have brothers, mm-hmm. and I know that they're not predators. But this is what society has instilled in us that if i see men sitting in a park i don't feel like my children are safe okay and i don't know if i don't know you Mm -hmm. i don't know how to get that idea out of my head a parent who has children who go to the playground right as a parent that if i go to the playground and i see these men just chilling and hanging out in the bench right mm-hmm. i am gonna have my thoughts mm-hmm. because i don't know you so now, are all men predators no now, I, I don't I, I don't believe that mm-hmm, my mm-hmm. job is to protect my kids so mm-hmm. which it goes to show that we are victim of the system we we men are portrayed as being predator for example sometimes i'm like i have seen kids in the street in the train like waving at me smiling at me i'm scared to to even say hi to smile at mm-hmm. them because the parents are next to them and if i say hi or wave at them i'm being seen as as, as a creepy dude i'm a creep dude that's saying hi to why a children creep- why is that yes out of my kids? because yeah. it's creepy i gotta be honest with you the american society it's like i, I haven't been i've lived in two countries in my life haiti and the united states and Haiti is not like that. Mm-hmm. It is not like that. I've my mom always been a she's been working she's been working for us to raise three children with no father on her own. And sometimes we have to stay with neighbors. Neighbors have to watch over us and certain our neighbors are men. American society portrait men as a predator. If you around children, yeah. you're a pedophile. I would also have to say that the portrayal of or in our current society one thing that I have noticed and witnessed myself I will not call it fact but I do think that all of us could agree is the American has access to so many things that other individuals from other countries do not and part of that access that is given or provided has no attachment to moral code so 
as you say in Haiti, that would never happen where men can watch children with no problem because there is a moral code in place that that is just not what you do. Whereas in America, we are, everything is at our fingertips. It's almost like we are touchless. Like you can't tell us what to, what not to do. And that moral code is no longer as sanctified or as structured. And it leaves a lot of room for chaos, for nuance, for individuals to, you know, make, I'll call them mistakes, but just do have actions that have severe consequences, such as the mother who doesn't believe a man can be in a park without being predatory. That was a good point. What's another stereotype you would like to see change in regards to men from your personal background? I guess in regards to dating, I would like to see men value themselves a little bit more. Okay. And I find that there are a lot of men out there whose main goal is to just have sex. They will do whatever and say whatever (laughs) just to have sex or to have a relationship with a woman and will settle for mediocrity. Yeah. Or settle for a woman who isn't giving back not even... A third, a third of, of what, of he what puts he's in putting in to yeah. the relationship or puts into the dating process. And so to that, I wish I would see more men value themselves and really take into consideration what they bring to the table and not settle for just the prospect of sex. I was having a conversation with a coworker of mine. We were talking about Valentine's Day and I was feeling a little insecure. I was talking to my girlfriend about it too. Um, this is the first Valentine's Day that we had spent inside the house. And I was feeling very insecure about it. It was perfect, by the way. And the reason why I was feeling insecure about it was because the previous Valentine's Day, we did the whole thing, go out for dinner, you know, rent, get a hotel, go out, you know, doing activities, seeing the city. You know, we live in New York City. It's a beautiful city. You know, finding all different activities. I think last Valentine's Day, she, her favorite movie is... Um, Dirty Dancing. Set yourself up. No, no, no. no her, her, favorite, her favorite movie is Dirty Dancing. All about to go TikTok. Yeah. No, no. Tick, tock, tock. So her favorite movie is Dirty Dancing. And um, when it came out in the movies, she wasn't able to go see it. So it's something that she always wanted to go see. So for Valentine's Day, I found that they had a limited time showing for Dirty Dancing in the movies. So I bought tickets for her and then we went and saw Dirty Dancing. You know, things like that. But I, and so, but it would always be going out, going out, going out. So I felt very insecure about doing Valentine's Day this year inside the house. I, I planned it out. I cooked dinner. I, I, got, I, I laid rose petals out all over the floor, lit candles, filled up the tub, gave her a whole bubble bath and everything with lavender incense, had a whole body oil rub and everything, Ooh. gave her the whole thing. Okay. You know, the, the massage okay. and all that. Everything. Why? You, you give me, you're giving, you're giving me, you're giving Babe. me ideas right now. Yeah. Oh God! Keep Babe. dropping the ideas, bro. <laughs> it was perfect. So I did all of that, and even after doing all of that, I still felt like it wasn't enough. Every year you do something, the next year you gotta top it. Then the next year you gotta top what you did last year. Then the next year you gotta top it. And so it's the like, pressure builds. It's like one builds, day you're gonna run out of, Yo, exactly. of you're yeah. gonna run out of options. Yeah. One day I'm gonna have to reach a point where I have to like get the moon and have her name. You know, like dug into the moon, so when she looks up I at the would, night, I would like the moon. I'm, I'm sure. So I was feeling insecure about that, and and this leads to the whole point as far as us men. I feel like they should value themselves because the conversation I had with my coworker was this, right? I told him I'm gonna do all that. He goes, Yeah, and she'll probably have like you know some lingerie on waiting for you and this and that. And then he goes, Yeah, because that's all I need. You know, I just need some good sex and, and like, I'm straight. 
and then I paused for a second and I said, nah, bro. The point is, is that look at the mentality that my coworker has. Is that for him, <clears throat> pussy, having it's sex enough. is enough. Well, you have that's the problem. Yeah. That's the problem. That's enough for him. And the problem is that's enough for a lot of men. Mm-hmm. And that's not enough, quite frankly, mm-hmm. for me. Because if this is what I'm doing, mm-hmm. if I'm busting my ass, and all you're going to give me is that, listen, my dear, yeah. you gave that to the last this, man too. No, this brings up a very valid point. So do you use or do you have access to any resources that support the current state of your mental well-being? And if not, what do you currently practice to keep yourself in balance? Honestly, I don't have a, I don't, like, I don't know. I don't go by a a set of rules. I don't go by a a, a set of principles. You kind of just, you just take what you can get, right? Yeah, I just go along with the Mm -hmm. flow. I go, yeah, like, like, I go along with the flow, like, going to work in the morning, enjoying Mm -hmm. the train ride, listening to my music, taking some time after I get off work, just relaxing on the couch, just watch a movie. All those things all, like, contribute to to my, my peace of mind, my wellness, mm-hmm. we don't go, like, I, I'm, I'm talking, I'm not going to say I'm talking on behalf of every man, probably Martelly can relate to what I said, but we are not, um, honestly, man, like, I don't think men are, are we're not complicated being, we're not emotional being. Compared to Everyone what, is an emotional being. Well, In, I was just going to say, yeah, my, I don't, I don't, I don't have a therapist right now. I also don't have health insurance. That's one of the reasons why. I know that there is uh, free therapy, given out in different places, but I just have not actively um, gone to search for that. I had, I did have a conversation with Kirsty saying that I will do that soon. I just need to get things situated. But mm-hmm. I feel as though there's a lot that goes on in my mind um, and what I and in my daily life that I'm taking care of that I don't really want to... I, I feel as though I don't have the time to do that. And so the way that I decompress or deal with stressful situations is breathing. I breathe. I take deep breaths, I take a moment, and I try to pause, and that's the best that I can do at the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, I do have, I think it also helps to have a, you know, circle, a support system, right? A circle of friends to to talk to. However, at the point of my life where I'm at right now, I don't really see my friends very often. So, and even a phone call, it's not the same. A phone call is not the same as being in the presence of someone that you trust, to you know care for you the same way that you care for them you know Mm -hmm. so for me breathing has been one way for me to decompress and kind of deal with stressful situations or you know dealing with you know things that i go through on a day-to-day basis that's the best i have that's really good too because breathing brings you back to your present state of awareness and if you're at least allotting yourself time to just pause that's very very important Mm-hmm. I would say it's incredibly important. It's invaluable, honestly. Mm-hmm. And it's a start. Not that, and again, not saying that traditional therapy is for everyone because it's not. Mm-hmm. And yeah. also, too, there are a lot of people out here that are, you know, therapists that are probably not the best for you. Mm-hmm. Finding some way to decompress, to really go through what's happening in your current life with, and, and assessing those things to see where you can 
add preventative measures where you can eliminate or where you can, you know, put more or request more support, I think is very important, especially for the man, especially for a man of color in the current society and climate of which we live in. Yeah, very important. Anything else, gentlemen? No, No, just love us. No. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure to have you guys here. Honestly, I want to thank you guys to give us the platform. I'm not saying that Martelli and I, we're talking about on behalf of all the men on the planet, but we're, thinking, we're talking on based off our experience and, you know, the stuff that we go through in the society, the stereotypes, and how our women can, you know, can help us going through all those things and, and support us. So I think it was a really great experience. What do you think, Martelli? Yes. <laughs> no, thank you for having us on the show. It was great. And I think it was a productive conversation. Thank you. Well, guys, it's a wrap. We'll be back in the summertime, baby. We'll see you for season two of Between You and I podcast. Please let us know what you want to talk about. When the sun is mm-hmm. out, the buns is out. Ooh. So. Not mine. That's not yours. All topics on the table. Your buns ain't gonna be out. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot eat the chips no more. Guys, we we love love you. you. Thank you. Peace out. To our listeners and supporters, thank you for tuning into another episode of Between You and I with Kiersia Reyes and Courtney Lene. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, subscribe, and share. To learn about updates regarding the show, we can be found on Instagram and Twitter at Between You and I Podcast. That's B E T W E E N Y O U A N D I P O D C A S T. You can also reach us by email at between you and I podcast at gmail.com. If you would like to gift tokens of appreciation, we accept all forms of donations. All proceeds will strictly go towards the production of this podcast. Thank you, and we will see you on the next episode of Between You and I. I have a hundred dreams. <laughs> <laughs>